All right. Uh, just a little bit of bonus com uh, content from Shillin and Duffy here. As with all due respect, the biggest fight of the weekend takes place at the Forum in Inglewood, California, as the main event of Bellator 263 features Patricio Pitbull Freire versus AJ McKee in the finals of the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix with both the Grand Prix Championship and Pitbull's uh, lineal belt on the line. Uh, I'll say this right off the bat. Whenever you try to hold up something happening outside of the UFC to what's happening in the UFC, there's a bit of politics to it. Like not talking about like literal like geopolitics, but because there's such a contingent of fans who think anything happening outside the UFC is, you know, not worth talking about. And then there's the on the opposite side, the contingent that thinks that if you know, you're trying to elevate anything else to the level of the UFC. You're just trying to be a hipster or trying to be contrarian or you hate Dana White or whatever it is. This is not us sitting here and saying, no, the best fight this weekend is a couple of, you know, Japanese atom weights, you know, fighting at three in the morning Eastern time. No, like this is the top fight of the weekend in terms of the stakes, the historical legacy based stakes. It's the highest level fight of the weekend in terms of, uh, just the accomplishments of the two men getting in the cage. And it has every possibility of being the best fight of the weekend in terms of what actually happens once they get in there. Tell me I'm lying about any of that, Keith. Dude, you are not lying. I think this is the biggest fight in Bellator history. That said, I don't think they've promoted it right. We're a couple of days away and you barely hear people talking about it. And I'm like ecstatic about it. It, I know COVID and, and that has really made it tough for them to promote and i understand that but they should have been and i'm not saying this is the perfect comparison but this should have been like tom brady versus patrick mahomes type comparison like the goat versus the future goat now when i'm saying goat i'm not talking about MMA. i'm talking about bellator because that's what it is it's the greatest fighter in bellator history and when i say that i'm talking strictly what they did in bellator i'm not talking about fado and pride most people understand what i'm saying yes but that's what pitbull is he's when you take it strictly Bellator accomplishments, he's the best, it's not even close. And Pitbull, I'm um, assuming McKee seems like the next one. Like he seems like the Patrick Mahomes. And that's how it should be promoted. Uh, sure, I understand that they have uh, the hands tied when ESPN has partnered with their main competition and, and pretty much refuses to cover Bellator. You know, uh, you know, I, but. When I go to Yahoo, like the cover for Yahoo should be this one. When we go to SureDog, the cover of, of SureDog right now, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it is, is is something to do with Pitbull and, and McKee. Because it's a bigger fight. It's a better fight. It's it's the best fight of the weekend. And I'll say this, like, not only is it the best fight of the weekend, it's, it is, in my opinion, the, the fight that I am most excited that is currently booked. Like, I can't think of a fight that's currently booked that I'm more excited but I'm trying to, and, and I might be living in the moment because I'm so excited for this matchup. And, and there's a little backstory to it because, and probably why I'm so excited, I was talking to uh, a PR guy from Bellator years ago, like two years ago. And we were t just talking about, and I'm not going to say his name, but we were just talking about comparison UFC and, and Bellator promotional-wise. And I always said that, yeah, the UFC matters, and, and the name UFC really, really matters. There's so many people, like you were saying, just think of him and think of UFC. But it's still a star-driven sport. Like, it's always been a star. Like, the stars are bigger than the, the brand. And I said, if anybody could be the guy for you guys, it's AJ McKee. 
And this is before it was part. This is before the Grand Prix started. He's like, I, he's the guy I would put all my marketing in. They didn't, but they should have. You know, he's got the personality. He's got the skills. Now he's doing crazy stuff we've never seen before. And he's obviously he's undefeated. He's homegrown, which that I know means so much to them. Like this wasn't someone. This wasn't a guy that they got outside of. He's had his entire career in Bellator, so it's just a it's a big moment for them. And I I feel like my my predict. I'm not saying I'm picking McKee to beat Pitbull, but that I I just feel like that vision I had two years ago is now here, and. It, I don't know, and I might be living in the moment, but I don't remember the last time any Bellator fight I was this excited for, and I don't remember the last time I was excited for a UFC fight. Like I'm more excited for this fight than than McGregor versus Poirier three was. I mean, all right, all right, all right. I may, all right. You said we weren't gonna be hipsters. I might be, I might be in a little bit of a hipster, but uh, yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's get, let's get into this, man. All right. Well, it is Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. Uh, uh, Freire Pitbull, the 34 year old Brazilian, is 32 and four overall. He's 20 and four in uh, Bellator. He is on a seven fight uh, win streak, including uh, the first couple of rounds of the uh, ongoing Grand Prix. He fought most recently in April, choking Emmanuel Sanchez all the way out with a guillotine in the first round at uh, Bellator 255. Uh, he takes on McKee. The 26-year-old Californian is 17-0. All 17 of those wins coming within the round Bellator cage. He is on a 17-fight winning streak. Uh, he fought most recently in November at Bellator 253, uh, tapping out Darian Caldwell with a neck crank from guard straight out of a Boss Rutten self-defense instructional from 1999. Uh, odds on this one? Close to a pick'em despite uh, Pitbull being one of the most accomplished pound-for-pound fighters in the sport, he is out there around minus 120. You can find uh, McKee at even money currently. You know, he's out there plus 100 on a couple of sites. Uh, those lines haven't moved this much, uh, moved that much this week either. In, I mean, in as unpredictable a sport as MMA, and all that is compounded, when you're talking about having uh, tournaments, talking about having Grand Prix, it's a bit of a blessing that this Grand Prix actually gave us the matchup that everybody wanted from the beginning. I mean, think of all the Grand Prix we've had over the years where just the matchup that everybody wanted was derailed. You know, that's how we lost uh, Fedor versus Krokop the first time. That's right. That's yeah, right. I mean, remember Daniel Cormier coming in as an alternate and winning the Strike Force heavyweight right. Grand Prix. Uh, like, Chuck just Adele, the fact Vanille that. Silva. Chuck Liddell, Vanderlei Silva never happened. Rampage, uh, ruining it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is almost the first Grand Prix I can think of where the absolute matchup that everybody wanted from the start actually happened, and there was never sure. even an instant. There was there was never even an instant of doubt that this is what we were going to get. Like, once these guys got in the cage, they completely trucked everybody they faced. Uh, both of their stock has risen during that time. McKee, because he's doing things we've never seen before. Uh, Pitbull, because, hey... The flip side, uh, you know, the other edge of that two-edged sword is that Michael Chandler, while this all went on, went over to the UFC, completely lamped a top 10, if not top 5 contender, and then came pretty close to becoming UFC uh, lightweight champion. I mean, 
Just side and throw event. Imagine how big this would be if Chandler was the champion. Oh. You know what I mean? That'd be even this makes makes the matchup even bigger. I had no rooting interest in that fight. You know, I was there live for uh, UFC 262 when Oliveira and Chandler fought. I had no rooting interest. I was just like, let let it be a great fight. It was a great fight. But I won't pretend I wasn't a little sad that Chandler didn't win just so I could see what Pitbull started to tweet immediately. But Dude, I mean, that Chandler came close. Like, that could have been stopped in that first round, and it would have been an early stoppage, but it wouldn't even have been, like, the worst stoppage of that year. Probably wouldn't even have been the worst stoppage of the year in a championship fight, honestly. Like, he came razor close to being your UFC uh, champion. So that does something to shine a light on and validate a lot of what Pitbull has been doing over the last few years. The guy, I mean... He's been fighting the, the best Bellator has to throw at him for a decade now. He has four losses, and they're all close decisions except for, you know, the freak leg injury from, like, former welterweight Benson Henderson putting his weight on him. Like, he, he just hasn't had any bad outings. And he seems to have continued to improve even after, like, his 30th, 31st, 32nd birthday. He still seems to be putting new wrinkles into his game. Like, his striking is... Uh, it it feels to me like his striking is just much more technically and defensively sound. He's always had a ton of power. He's kind of got that just like short man winds up and throws hooks power that, you know, it's been a factor in MMA since, you know, the beginning, but he just, he seems to have a more complete tool set. Uh, like I say, much more defensively sound. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you weigh in on these things for me. With him and McKee, I'm most interested to see what happens when it hits the ground because McKee is just, well, for, for one thing, he's a very, very good wrestler. But even on the extremely rare occasions when someone's been able to either stop him from wrestling or, or actually take him down, as Caldwell did in, in their fight, he just seems to be a, like two full steps ahead of everybody on the ground. Like, I, I think he might even be better on the ground than he is on the feet. Just, you know, creative, athletic, great sense of body position, plenty strong enough. And yeah, just, just again, just like two steps ahead of, of what his opponent's trying to do, you know, and the most obvious recent example, of course, is the Caldwell fight where he was slapping that on Caldwell as though it was something he had done a thousand times in practice when, you know, he cannot possibly have done so. And Caldwell didn't even realize what was being done to him until it, until it was too late. I thought Caldwell thought he was doing well until probably about the last five seconds until he realized, Oh, I'm stuck and this hurts. Uh, I, I can't even venture a, a pick on this, but I am actually leaning slightly in, in the direction of McKee just because of the way he still continues to improve and show new wrinkles between each fight. Just each of his last few fights, each of he keeps showing us things that we've never seen before from him, and he keeps showing us things that we've never seen before from anybody. Like matchups that were supposed to be tough matchups for him, he's just blown through them like they were nothing. Like, you know, Pat Curran was supposed to be a serious test for him, and he beat uh, Curran worse than uh, than Pitbull or Daniel Strauss ever did when they were having their big round robin of you know fighting each other three times. You know, Georgie Karakanyan was this tough as nails, uh, you know, veteran who had never been just like flat out knocked out. Like he, you know, lost like TKOs due to cuts and stuff, but, but had never just like actually been knocked out. He knocked him out in eight seconds. He called you the know, shot called a shot and Caldwell was supposed to be okay this guy's a better wrestler than McKee let's see what McKee can do when someone puts him on his back what he did was he tapped him out in a minute like 
So I I can't even predict how McKee is going to do it, but I've just sort I, I've sort of bought into the hype and the magic at this point that you know when he's pressed he's going to show us something we haven't seen before. And I'm leaning McKee. Wow. So you're talking about the betting lines of how close it is. Like I love that it's so close. I'm on uh, bestfightodds.com. They have ten betting lines out there, different different sites. Like that's it's a really good site to see. Uh, it shows you movement, shows you all kind of stuff. It's it's. I know a lot of people use that site. Of the ten betting lines, three of them actually have McKee as the favorite. <laughs> like uh, uh, Bet, MGM, DraftKings, and Five Dimes all have McKee as the slight like negative one fifteen to negative one hundred five. So yeah. like even the betting lines couldn't pick who the favorite is. Uh, and, and what impressed me most is we, you were just talking about the run they had going through the tournament. They both were pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, Pitbull has two first-round stoppages in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and his open round is against the former you know, Bantamweight champion that he blanked them on all five rounds. AJ McKee, like, what was more impressive, the crazy, insane submission of Darren Caldwell in the semis or the open round knockout, the eight-second knockout of Georgia Karakhanian? Like, what was more impressive? Like, they're both insane. And then, did AJ lose maybe about 10 seconds? Like, Derek Campos got a takedown on him for, or something, like, briefly? And then, uh, you know, he was... Yeah, I remember them saying, like, oh, AJ looks tired. And then all of a sudden, he was, like, submitting him with a the triangle, like, five seconds later. Uh, so, I'll... I know I probably overplayed how big of a matchup, how excited I am. Like, yeah, I understand. I probably, I, I, I know I live in the moment, but so let's talk about Pitbull. Let's talk about his skills. This guy, you were dead right. Like, he's getting better at, at his age, which is insane. Uh, he's a pressure counter striker that throws a lot of counter power hooks. He's got power in both of his hands. He tends to just kind of sit back and then suddenly explode with hard combos. Uh, if you stay, if you stay back, he'll just chop your legs, kick out your legs. I am a little worried about his chin because he's been in so many wars over the years. Like eventually, he's going to catch up to him, and we've seen him hurt before. Uh, but another thing we don't talk about, and like we talk, you talked about his power and his knockout. He's an underrated wrestler, smothering top control. You saw what he did to Daniel Weishel, what he did to Juan Archuleta, but just out wrestling them. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Could submit you. His guillotine is one of the best in all of MMA. He hit it on Henry Corrales. He hit it on Daniel Strauss. He just hit it in his last match against Manuel Sanchez. So uh, the only thing you could probably do to him is maybe out-wrestle him. And that's a really hard task to say for 25 minutes. And if you're shooting on his hips, you're going into that guillotine zone. And uh, obviously, all he needs is to land one punch. And it's just, I mean, like you mentioned, Michael Chandler moving up in weight. AJ McKee, 26 years old. The scary thing about this guy, you're saying he's doing things that people haven't seen. He's 26. Like, he might not even be in his prime yet, which is which is really scary to think. Uh, it, I was talking to Antonio McKee. And when I was doing the preview, like, I, I wrote a preview for the, this, even though it started such a long time ago. I wrote a preview for this. I didn't make a prediction, just breaking down guys' skill sets. And I said, AJ McKee makes the biggest gaps of improvement from fight to fight that I've ever seen a fighter make. Uh, he's oozing with confidence. He has like a McGregor level confidence to his game, the way he's talking right now. Like he envisions it already. Like he's already seen it happen before, before it went down. Uh, actual skills, southpaw. He's got those long arms, long legs, great footwork, long jab, beautiful check hook, tons of kicks, deep kicks, uh, high kick, the high kick that he landed on. Um, 
Oh God, I was there live in a tense. I can't think of what was the guy's name. The little short white guy. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, Wait, sh- McKee landed? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Adrian McKee landed a high kick. It was beautiful. Uh, Dominic Mazzotta. Dominic Mazzotta. Yeah, yeah. He was a guy who took the fight on short notice. He came in and finished short notice, but high kicks, uh, spinning attacks. He's got big power. Just ask Georgia Caratani, and he's he's put guys out. Great wrestler. Great timing on his entries. Great scram, winning scrambles. He's got those long legs to get the sub, as you mentioned, the Darren Caldwell sub. He was calling. You, you were saying it was a modified neck crank. I know he said it's a shoulder lock. That's actually I, I don't know, but he, the fact that Pitbull, he, like that was one of the tweets at Pitbull. Like you, you're a black belt, you even know what what submission I did. Uh, and then you go back to the Pat Curran fight. You talk about Pat Curran. Remember Pat Curran tried to take him down, and he just ate like slicing elbow, Kenny Florian style from the back. Like I said, there's a reason why we added this. We've never done that where we added a Bellator fight because it, it really. I mean, look how excited I am right now talking about this. Like I'm way more excited than any other fight. If 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 I could only choose to watch the entire UFC card or just this fight, I'm picking just this fight. I think it's the best fighter in organization's history versus the best prospect, in my opinion. Not the best prospect in Bellator. I think he's the best prospect in all of MMA. I think Pitbull is so underrated historically, currently. If if someone told me that he's the best, like when so when Bellator promotes their guys, they like to oversell. Like they always sell, you know, Cyborg's the goat. I get it. It's a promotional thing. Even though we also have Nunes knock out, they still sell Cyborg's the goat. Fedor is the goat, they always say. But they, if they tried saying to me that Pitbull is the best featherweight in the world or the best lightweight in the world, like I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm not saying I agree with it, but he very well might be the best featherweight in the world. He very well might be the best lightweight in the world. If Pitbull got matched against Alex Volkanovski, I wouldn't be shocked if Pitbull knocked out Volkanovski. If he got put against Charles Oliveira, I'm not shocked if he knocked out Charles Oliveira. Like, he really very well could be the best fighter in two different weight classes. We don't really know, unfortunately. Now, McKee, on the other hand, he just seems special. Like, he seems like a different, like, this is, uh, you know, I, I to pull back the curtain, when I do film study on guys, I, I make four columns. I write things I like about their striking, things I don't like about their striking, things I like about their grappling, things I don't like about their grappling. All right? And then I have, like, a couple – Fun notes on top, teams, their age, whatever. Like, things that aren't technical, more, you know. If I showed you my notebook right now, I have a whole bunch of things under good striking for AJ McKee. I have a whole bunch of things under good grappling for AJ McKee. The total number of things I have under bad striking and bad grappling, the total number is zero. I haven't found a floor in this guy yet. Maybe he's been taken down a little bit. But as soon as you take him down, he submits you. Um, you picked Adrian Key, and that's really bold. And I don't feel comfortable picking against Pitbull. But it just seems like it's AJ's time. He, before the tournament started, I made a prediction that AJ is making the biggest jumps and improvements I've ever seen. And then he was my pick to win the tournament, which wasn't a trendy pick then. I'm going bold. I think AJ puts him out in the first round. I think he's that special. I think AJ's going to knock him out. That's my pick. That's my bold pick of the night. There you go. Two picks for the well, currently almost even money AJ McKee to make history. Uh, take the featherweight Grand Prix trophy, take the belt, and perhaps take the mantle of uh, Bellator's greatest homegrown fighter. Uh, 